Hello and welcome. If you can hear the sound of my voice, you're not dreaming. You haven't gone back in time. No, no. We are back here in the present in October of 2022. The Two Beers Please podcast officially returns. Woo! Uh, so happy to be back. We've, we've uh, really talked about a comeback for a little bit now. And it just felt like the right time. You know, I'm post-17 mile run. Matt's post like a whole week of not sleeping and working, but we still are here to do this right now. Yo, we're ready to go. <laughs> ready to it's go. Perfect time. Perfect time. We got him right where we were. We're just the right we're just the right amount of delirious. Yeah. You know? Exactly. It's that, that sweet spot where you're like, you're so tired and you're not you're not tired. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm I'm so amped because I'm my body is like crashing as we speak. And uh, exactly. So it's fight. We, it's a, it's a fight or flight response. Yeah, and we're fighting, and eventually we'll, uh, you know, fall asleep. But hopefully not on the air. I, you know, you know, please, Matt, tap me if I fall asleep on the air. But uh, besides that, uh, we just want to tell you that uh, I literally can. You literally can, and if you don't, then are you really in this a hundred percent? Is what I'm trying to say. I don't. No, I said I can't tap. I can't tap. I can't physically tap you. Oh, that's true. That's true. If you fall, I. But I do believe I could be loud enough to wake you up. Okay. I believe in my ability there. Yeah, I think so. You, you know, projection. Yeah. You know, actor. You know, you got this. Yeah. You got this very clear. That is a skill you have. So I, I don't worry about that even one bit. Um, but yeah, we're gonna start having <laughs> consistent episodes uh, from here on out. Uh, we're, we couldn't have picked a better time to return, kind of. We were talking right before we started uh, recording about um, this being kind of the equinox of the sports calendar. You know, you got football that's, you know, deep into week seven. Not deep, it's just starting. But, like, you know, midway through the season about, and you have <laughs> – it's one deep game. Deep into week seven. Deep into week seven. It's like the same – is it even the second quarter of the first game? No, it's first quarter of the first game. No. Uh, deep yeah. into it, baby. Deep, so deep into it. Andy Dalton's throwing touchdowns, and it's it couldn't get deeper. And uh, we have NBA that just started this week. We have NHL that's that's in its regular season. MLB playoffs. We are in the conference series. Um, you know, who cares? Because it's just not exciting. But um you know we'll talk about it as well and yeah we even have some mls playoffs for those of you following that that uh you know follow mls playoffs i think is nycfc still in they they must be right i think they won yeah they play i think they play they kind of spanked enter miami i think it was i think it was three nil they did it was was at least two yeah it was three nil and i like it was zero zero or nil nil at half it was a I'm like Spanglish, uh, mixing British talk and uh, and, and American slang. Uh, it was nil-nil at half, but like it shouldn't have been. NYCFC was destroying them. And then the second half, they finally were able to to find the back of the net. So we'll see. Defending champs, they play they play Montreal on, um, on Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern time. So oh. up in Canada. Up in Canada. So, um, we'll, we'll see, baby. Canada. Well, yeah, I heard that they send Gonzalo Higuain straight into retirement. So, you know, good, uh, good job, boys. Oh, Gonzalo, what a, what a sad end to the career a little bit. But uh, we'll remember him fondly. 
Ah, uh, a great a great career though. Oh, great career, great career. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, not not. Look, if, you, if you if you go to the MLS, I feel like you're already signing a deal of like, all right, I'm not really going out. <laughs> this this isn't John Elway winning the Super Bowl and and retiring like. Right. Even even like if you win the MLS Cup, if you've had a great European career as like as he had, there's just there's no luster to it. It's like, well, yeah, you probably should have, dude. Yeah, you probably should have, dude. Yeah, there's that uh, one, that first year that Ibrahimovic came to the MLS right before his first game. No, 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 not right before, right after, right after his first year. That's what it was. And he was asked by a reporter, you know, you consider yourself the best player in MLS. And he was basically like, yeah, obviously. And he said, well, there's another player that's doing really well, uh, Carlos Vela, you know, for the LAFC. And he scored like 20-something goals. And it was like not even the end of the season. So what do you think about Carlos Vela? And he said, how old is Carlos Vela? And he's like 29. He's like, right, 29. So in his prime. And where is he playing? And where was I playing in my prime? <laughs> he just was like, let's not, let's not, okay, like, Dude. let's not forget. Ibra has never won to mince words, and you gotta, I mean, you gotta respect it about him. Uh, I do respect it about him. That'll be one of the guys that, like, long after will be like, remember Zlatan? Remember that big, the big, the big Scandinavian striker before the legend that will be Erling Haaland by then, you know, probably best striker that ever lived uh i'm so mad i have to eat i think yeah dude i think like i think hall i think holland's gonna because zlatan's one of those like great athletes too who is he is great like we're always gonna remember him as great but he the way he talks about himself and the way he thinks about himself is not quite as great as he is like you know what i mean right he does have a, a bit like he still certainly is great it's not like a big margin of difference, but like, no, dude, you're not Ronaldo. You're not Messi. You're not like. Yeah. No, I mean, he, he's just physically very imposing is what it is. He was always a physically imposing player and, and scored some memorable goals, played for some memorable teams. But you're right. He's never going to be up in that echelon where, you know, Erling Holland will be if he continues playing. I mean, there's just like no doubt about it. You know, if, if he continues playing this way, it's. Oh, is that Rondell Moore? Oh, he missed a touchdown. I'm so upset about that. That's me too. I have and I, and I will uh, and I will say yeah. Come on, Rondell. And I will say uh, like obviously Ronaldo and Messi is a high bar to set, but like that's the sort of like yes, Zlatan's great, but Zlatan talks about himself as if he is Ronaldo Messi level, and it's like, well, you're not. Like yeah, you are. You're you're close. Like you're up there, man. Like if they're you're probably just a step below. Like career wise, when we like would look at him, but you yeah. are a step below. I just, you know, I just consider him more of a cult, like fan favorite than a legend. Is is what it is. Like, like I said, in fifty years, I think we'll have to remind people who Zlatan Ibrahimovic is, and you know, we will never have to remind people who Ronaldo and Messi and all these people were. You know, that's just not gonna be what it's like. So. Uh, but yeah, let's get back to it. Find us. You can find us on Spotify and Apple podcasts. Uh, so once this episode's out, please, you know, find us up again, listen to these episodes, take a listen to old episodes. If you want, I'm sure we have lots to say about things that don't matter anymore. And I'm sure it's all interesting. So please, uh, 
do that, you know, rate, review, subscribe, you know, share us to your friends. You can follow us on our Instagram page as well. We do a lot of sports updates there as well as um, lots of content for our podcast episodes. And uh, we're changing it up. So you're going to want to follow us on Instagram soon because we're going to have guests coming on starting in December. We have a video channel starting end of this year, beginning of next year. And um, we're going to have a lot of things that are in the in the cooker a little bit. We'll have hopefully some merchant giveaways uh, next year as well, as well as a website in 2023. So lots of ideas on the table, but we wanted to get that content wise. So we're here talking the good old fashioned way and uh, wouldn't have it any other way. A lot of things have changed. I mean, Matt, real brick dog, and mortar, real brick and mortar. Like we're just we're just two guys talking sports in the in the bar. That's that's really all it is. That's uh, that, is that Minnesota. I think so. I I uh, yeah. I, I like it, it. it. Thank you. Um, but a lot has happened. You know, Matt Matt has a new job. I have a new job since. So it's definitely been like a lot of moving around. And uh, Matt, you know, we're in October. I feel like October is almost over, which is crazy because I feel like it just started. Um, which I feel like that's Dude, right. That it, it's just it's. Weird. I've had that thought today specifically, like numerous times. Just like, wait, what? The, no, we just we just this month just began, right? And soon it's going to be twenty twenty three. So, yeah, I mean, with with this year flashing by, do you have any advice? You know, going into the end of the year for you know getting through, getting getting things tied together. Uh, you know, I. I would say uh, there's 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 been a lot that like especially in like the beginning of this month and maybe this part of why it's fine so much I I've turned thirty which I think anytime you've got a birthday you're gonna go through some like reflexive sort of of shit of just like oh where am I at in life like what am you know where am I going but thirty for some reason it feels like it feels like the most like monumental age or milestone age for me since like 21 like tw- like just because you know you, you change the whole decade uh and 20 would be it but when you got 21 like that's always that's going to be the monumental one so 30 feels the most monumental in a while and so it's been even more like <laughs> you start taking stock of everything and i think just like doing a good job and making sure you find the balance of like keeping yourself honest, making sure you are, you know, working hard and, and like taking stock of, of where you're at and in, in achieving your goals and, and, and making sure you do, you know, like stay on your shit, but at the same time, not being overcritical and, and not being disappointed in yourself about like lack of progress because I, you know, journeys have, have their own, there's, there's no, there's no timetable. There's, there's no timeline. Um, on on uh, like anybody's life and on, on a mini like progress through life so i think just making sure you find that that balance which is a tough one it's a tough like line to 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 tell like tiptoe around and it's easy to to fall especially i think in the negative of it um and and being like oh man like i'm not here and 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 especially in like the you brought up our our social media stuff but you and me both now are, have kind of stepped away from instagram for a bit because we not not that we inherently think there's anything wrong with it but like we were just kind of feeding into more of the negative part of it and putting too much energy and time to something that 
that wasn't benefiting us. Um, and so it's so easy to, with like the social media age to compare yourself and, and compare like where you're at and in like in life to, to someone else, especially in like that stuff where it's, it's always going to be more of the best view of someone. So it's something to remember as well. Yeah. I mean, wow. That was good. I, uh, I, uh, yeah, that was, I thought you were just going to say wear a jacket or something. That's great. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a real, well, yeah, also wear a jacket, <laughs> wear a jacket and also dig deep. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree with all of that. I, uh, I think also like progress as a, a human society has been so good in so many different ways. Um, but I think also just the emergence of technology and the social media and like the slow but gradual and inevitable kind of algorithmic approach to life that has emerged where you're kind of like, I do this and then I do this and then I do this and then I do this and I do this and there's a bunch of check marks that you're doing has kind of taken yeah. a, has kind of taken away from those skills and those personality traits that were built easier when all that stuff wasn't around it, it doesn't mean that back then was better it's not what i'm saying but i'm saying like things like discipline and and presence and authenticity you don't you you don't say and now i'm authentic and now i'm present and now i'm disciplined you know it's 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 really something that happens because of a million different steps that you can't pick you know and it's just about making the best choice for yourself moving forward and not knowing what that choice is and having to decide that for yourself and then having to learn when you pick the wrong one. And so we all want to know the answers to all of that. And, and to some extent we can find them, you know, when it comes to certain problems, but for the most part, that's just stuff that no one knows and no one will tell you and is different for everybody. So you can't find that on Instagram. You can't find that on the computer. And so, I just think that that's also why I've stepped away a little bit is because I feel like some of the biggest issues I have in my life and some of the biggest frustrations I have are all linked to these very basic <laughs> things that I should have built by now, you know, going, going into 27 in a couple months that, you know, I feel like I've, I've been focused on such other stuff that, that really at the end of the day doesn't help any of the qualities that I want to see from myself, you know, as I become more and more, um, of, of the man that I want to be. And so, you know, I, I do think that there's a lot of stock in, in that. And, and I, and I agree, it has nothing to do with social media or technology inherently being good or bad because things are just things and humans do things with them. And that's what makes them good or bad. It's not, it's not like the things are yeah. bad. It's like, or it's like the energy, <laughs> like the energy that you feed into, into it is like what becomes bad. Like, yeah, like it, it's, if, if you're having a beer, watching a game that's by yourself. That's fine. If you're taking down a bottle of vodka, um, crying yourself to sleep, we might want to reevaluate what's going on there. You know? So it's like, no drinking alone isn't inherently bad, but maybe why are you doing it? What's the sort of energy you're feeding into it? And I think like, as you kind of touched on it, being like being the man you want to be, like, I think that is true. Like that becomes the more thing that, it's easy in social media to be like, oh, this is the, the person I, sh I should be. Like, this is what is, like, success. This is, like, what is, looks good. As opposed to, like, being like, no, are you happy with the, the decisions? 
right or wrong that you make because you're going to make wrong decisions. But like, are you happy with the person that you want to be? Like the, the more you, you start finding that path, the more, I think just peace you find, even in the, in the ups and downs of, of, of life that are going to happen. Like that's, yeah, it, it, that's just, that's just life. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you get so concerned with other people's shoulds that you don't even know what your own shoulds are. And by the time you, you're like, wait, I feel weird about this. You don't even know why, because you're, you've been doing everything that you think is like expected yeah it's it's a whole mind fuck for sure but you know dude and like too, i think too like you never you never know what like we're always the main character on our, on our own story which which is fine but like that's also the truth for other people like what other people are going through or like we don't we don't know it so like even like their actions to us we don't know the whole story and we might think their lives are perfect they might have it all together but that might not might be the case and they're like and people might think you yourself, like there's times you're like, I don't have know what you're doing. And other people might think so like, there's just, there's so much time where we like to just like assume things just because we do as humans and it's not accurate. Most of the time, it's just stuff we make up in our head because that's what we do. Yeah. Even if it's accurate a hundred percent, which it never is, it's completely out of context. You know, so yeah, so it's like it's like reading. It's even like, if, yeah, even if it's accurate, it's like that was just like a lucky shot, and like you wouldn't like have any context of like making that assumption. Right. It's like you know what it is. It's kind of like I'm sure, and I'm gonna paint with a broad stroke here, Matt. So let me finish my sentence. Hey, Every, yeah, no, think, hey, that's fine. That's let fine. me finish my sentence. I'm sure that. In Mein Kampf, you could find one page that has no anti, you know, anti-Judaist rhetoric in it that that sounds just like a philosopher talking, right? Because that's what his whole thing was. And you could take that page and post it on social media. People are like, wow, yeah, that's that's a really good, interesting point about, you know, standing together as like a group that's really... I really like what he's saying, but it's completely out of context. Unity. It's really, it's yeah. completely out of context, so it it doesn't tell the whole picture. But it's the um, there's the old uh, like I, I think I probably brought this up on the podcast before of like the twenty people all t- like twenty blind people touching an elephant. They're all describing what they're touching, and they're all like arguing about it because they're all describing different things, and they're all right, but they're not you know fully right because they don't have the like. So there, there's there's that part of, of it as well. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, now that I brought up Hitler on the first podcast back, yeah, what, are you, we, uh, <laughs> what are you drinking before we get into the sports talk? Like, remember, remember the show was just them like talking about beer and sports were like philosophy and Hitler. Oof. My, mein Kampf and um, towing the line of not being too t- – <laughs> um, I'm drinking – Speaking of my my thirtieth birthday, a, uh, a a bit of a, a birthday gift from my my good friend Matt Barry. It's a Victory Golden Monkey, which it's a beer I've had before uh, and one that I enjoy. It's a Belgian style triple ale, which the only thing I know about those beers is that they are high high in the alcohol. <laughs> the uh, the uh, eight what is it? I can't even remember the abbreviation right now. But their alcohol content is high. This one particularly is nine point five, um, so it does 
that's a nice bit of day. I feel like I, I do that kind of regularly on this on this podcast. I've got beers that have a lot of high alcohol content. Yeah, you know, you get a little more, you get a little more bang for your buck. Right. I'm you, just trying to be economical. Right. Exactly. You don't want to be going back and grabbing more and more during the podcast. You want one to do the trick and to like get you yeah. where you need to be. Uh, that sounds great. I love Golden Monkey, so I highly approve. Matt Berry, great gift. Great gift. I'm giving you a little clap over here. Great gift. Um, I am drinking. Uh, so my roommate has this six pack of Sam Adams Oktoberfest. And I thought, oh, that's that's good. That's a good beer. And, uh, you know, I'm not used to Sam Adams all that much. I don't drink a lot of Sam Adams. So I was interested in it. And obviously, you know, being of German descent, Oktoberfest since October, very themed. Um, it tastes like swill. It tastes uh, it tastes real bad. I've never given a bad. Dude, I think Sam Adams blow. It's so bad. I've never given a so bad, bad beer uh, review on this podcast, and I hate to start the new we've one never, out. Yeah, we really haven't. But, ever had but I'm not going to lie to you, folks. It is it is garbage, and the fact that it has the word Oktoberfest on it is 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 racist. Really, it really is with how bad this beer is. It's it's truly offensive culturally so uh i i really gotta say not not too happy with that one so i'm, I'm glad that you have a good one it balances us out here uh, really starting the new uh the new podcast very pro-german the world really the world pro- cup's coming up and just and just yannick is ready to go <laughs> Uh yeah, I, I like I've been trying to even rack my brain of like I feel like most of the time we're always like oh yeah it's like a good bit like I don't even think we've ever been like eh, this kind of stinks like no. there we always are like pretty like yeah this is enjoyable but I I dude I think Sam Adams is garbage it's I think it's so bad right listen other beer companies if you're listening to this we are looking for sponsorships so if you want an anti if your main competitor is Sam Adams. I'm talking about like Boston-based beer companies. Come to us. We will talk trash about Sam Adams for a whole oh, hour man. if you want, because it is it is. Oh, uh, come after Sam and Adams. Sam, and Sam Adams, if you really want to show us wrong, like send them some stuff. I'm, I'm happy to. I'm happy to. Yeah. Get, <laughs> Sam, Sam Adams, I prove us wrong. I oh, honestly, man. actually, I. No, I mean do because that'd be silly to say no, but. I really don't want to. That, that's that's the point we're going to get like an intern. Yes. And make them drink it. Yeah. Once we have the funds, we'll just get the intern and they can drink all the Sam Adams. Um, let's let's have a little bit of a warm up question before we get into the main topics for today. So last year, Super Bowl, uh, Rams, Bengals, obviously Rams kind of went, you know, mortgaged their future to get there and it worked. And, and they ended up winning. Bengals kind of more of a surprise, obviously, beating out the the Chiefs and getting there. Joe Burrow had a great year. Jamar Chase had a fantastic year. And they are both struggling big time this year. And, uh, and, and not just struggling like they've had some bad results or they had some bad luck. They look bad. I mean, I can't tell which which quarterback looks more likely to just die behind their offensive line. But they, they both, they, I would put my, it's a pick them because they both, the offensive lines are just not doing well. And, and it just seems like, you know, 
the NFC is 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 not as strong as the AFC. So you know the Rams could very well still make some noise if they turn it around. But without OBJ, it just looks like they only have Cooper Cup that can catch balls. I don't know what happened between the Super Bowl and now, but it's like I feel like they're bereft of any talent really besides Cooper Cup. And obviously Cooper Cup is a is a is a guaranteed lock you know, in, in every fantasy lineup in America, but still like it, it's just not enough. And Stafford, I don't know, you know, if, if, if it, it's makes, still it, the it makes it easy when you can kind of just be like, like, Oh, well, Hey, why don't we like, like Cooper can beat double teams and then you're not going to double team up, but like, it's easy when you can key on one person. Yeah. Because you're like, you just triple team them at this point, because what, what are they going to do? Throw it to Allen Robinson. Truly, like literally, anyone else beat anyone else beat us? Yeah, I have had some guys step up, but yeah, yeah, it, it's just it's 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 possible for the Rams. The Bengals, on the other hand, are in a really good division, and you know Joe Burrow last week, you know, kind of went vintage with Jamar Chase, and it looked good. But uh, you know whether they can keep that up remains the question. Whether that offensive line can keep up, uh, you know, remains the question. So Rams or Bengals, which who do you think is more likely to make it? You know. Let's say let's say one of these teams make us back to the Super Bowl. Which one is it of those two? Or do you think the more likely option is that neither of them do? Well, I mean, that's probably the more boring option. Of that's probably the more likely option, but easily the most boring option. So I'll, I'll choose one of them. I, I think I, to me, the Bengals still look like the better team. Um, obviously, that Steelers loss is tough, but like the Steelers are one of those teams that like. No matter who is on their roster, especially with Mike Tomlin as a coach, like they're gonna give you a game. The Dallas loss doesn't look as bad. The Jets win looks a lot better now. Um, so like I think the Bengals look like the better team, but I don't think they look better than the Bills or the Chiefs. The Rams yeah. don't look great, but the NFC, just like in general, I mean, I guess besides the the NFC East and the Vikings, like the NFC is just like five hundred across the board. Like everyone just kind of looks like bland. So, and, and the Eagles, I do think are legit, but I, I still, I, I reserve some judgment on, on the giants and Cowboys, I, I think. And we know what like the Vikings and Kirk cousins can do. Like there's no guarantee, even at five and one that the Vikings and Kirk cousins are going to be in the playoffs. So the teams of the NFC that are doing well, don't scare me as much. So I'm going to say the Rams just because of that. Right. I mean, you hit the nail on the head there. The the NFC is, uh, you know, I'll use a I'll use a more descriptive word. They're dog shit. I mean, there's just a bunch of te- there's just a bunch of teams. <laughs> not yet, dude. For real. That don't either either don't have you know they either don't have the talent or they have you know with with the Bucks they have Brady who obviously there's like a lot going on with him and he's not playing at his best or Rogers who can't you know doesn't have the weapons around him to play his best. You know, it's just like yeah. you know the they Rams, got more issues than just that. That's that's true. We'll we'll definitely get to. We'll, I'll give you the floor for that later. But but what I mean is like, and and I we don't have to, <laughs> but I want to. I want to. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, um, but our uh, bears, our bears, our bears listeners will have no issues with that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And you know, hey, we can look back at this, and if something turns around, never know. Maybe they sign OBJ. Maybe maybe they turn it around there. Um, but I would love that. That would be great. I would love that too. I would love the bats sign OBJ, but you know, it's a lot of wishful thinking. I agree though. The Eagles are great. 
I mean, I think that's clear. They have the winning formula, and and that's that, that's there. I also reserve judgment on the Cowboys simply because, you know, we have to see what Dak like is like when he's back. I think they're rushing him back too fast. I don't understand why they need him in this game against the Lions. I it, it just makes me feel like you have a bye week coming up in two weeks. You can beat the Lions with Cooper Rush. You can beat the Bears after that with Cooper Rush. So what? what's the rush, I guess? Like maybe you don't want him to get so stale. Ah. But um, what's the rush? What's the Cooper? Oh, I didn't even look at that. I didn't even mean to. Yeah. Ugh, I'm going to roll. Yeah, um, yeah that's. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I just don't know. Why the hurry? You know, I, I think it, he he definitely yeah. can't throw well yet. Like he could barely grip something a week ago. Like I don't I don't understand what their issue is. And if if they win these next two games, which they will, regardless of Dak playing or not, you know, if their defense continues to play well, they'll be what six and two going into the bye, right? And then and then Dak can have a couple games. And if he plays pat poorly the first two, they'll still be six and four. You know, like it's not the end of the world. So. I, I, I'm going to reserve judgment until I see Dak play again. And the Giants, I mean, forget it. Like, like here's the thing. They're, they're Brian Dayball, coach of the year. Coach of the year for sure for me. I, I, was I gonna, think he's legit, the, here's, here's my legitimate question. Like, because if the Giants lose the rest of their games, he probably isn't the coach of the year. Like, I, I don't think that's so, – so, so my question being, how many more games does he have to – like, if they won three more games and then lost – like. Not in that order, but you know, like how many more wins does he have to get to to like lock that down? Because I because I don't think it's that many. I think it's they're five and one. I think yeah. Let's say four more wins if they get to nine wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think even three. Like I think even like eight and nine, four for sure. Like right, if he's right around five hundred, like no doubt. Right, because here's the thing. If they were to lose that many games going forward, it wouldn't be because all of a sudden people are like, oh, he's done a terrible job coaching. It would most likely be, A, because Saquon gets injured, which is always a worry, or B, more likely, Daniel Jones is not their quarterback of the future, so he just continues to fuck yeah. it up. You know, So one of those things is going to happen. And honestly, if they went 8-9, and nine, I, I don't know if Brian Dayball would hate that because he would be like, Great. I got oh, eight wow. wins with this dog shit quarterback. Get him out of here. Give me a real quarterback. Yeah, I mean, like I said, barring like losing all the rest <laughs> of the game, like this this season is already a success for the Giants. Just it, like because you've got a first year head coach who has already had a more successful year than they've had over the last few se- seasons. Like it's the, the, the year is a success Giants wise, regardless of what else occurs the rest of the year. Yeah, for sure, I agree. So I, I mean, but 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 obviously, regardless, not if they lose all the games, but <clears throat> right, that would that would there would be something else for sure. But I I I do agree that the NFC is just so much easier. The Rams can still turn it around. You know, we still have a lot of the season to figure it out, and they could still sign OBJ. I don't think they are, but you know, they could. And you know, I I do. And even the Eagles, like like, how scared of you, like. I believe in them as a legitimate contender, but like they're not, they're not a team where I'm like shit. Like, like the Bills to me, I'm like I don't really know how you can get through them. 
the Eagles to me still seem like a team that's beatable. Right. I mean, if it's the Bills or Chiefs against the Eagles in the Super Bowl, for me, that's an easy pick. You know, and when's the last time? I mean, this is unfair since we're just talking more about like their contender status. But I'm pretty sure, like the last undefeated hasn't won the Super Bowl in a long, long time. Right. Like it's one of the it's one of those good things that happens to you that is not a good omen, like winning the MVP. Right. Remember the Steelers who were going so undefeated so long, and then, oh, I'll never forget that. They lost to Washington that one Monday. I'll never forget it. That, dude, that that uh, that was like a crap. There was no reason for them to be undefeated. Yeah, no, it was a crash and burn like no another. And you know what was crazy about that? We all saw it coming. We're like, once oh yeah, this- no, it was like every week. Every week, it was just like, all right, like they're not good. Like they're they're not. They're not a good team. Right. But- Right, right, right. It's the Steelers. I mean, like it's like I said earlier of like the that loss the Bengals had it like the Steelers, especially under Mike Tomlin, they are they're gonna always give you a game. That's for sure. Right. No, I mean fair. It's just one of those it's like the Patriots, that organization too. Like, even if they have no one around them, they can still make stuff a game. And that's why the Patriots are for whatever reason three and three and I don't even want to talk about it either. Okay. So so what do you think? Um what do you think something that the Rams need to do then? Let's say the Rams get to the Super Bowl. What is it that they figure out? Is it just they get they play better, or is there something specifically you think they need to address? I mean, I think they need I think they need another weapon. And like obviously the OBJ situation is one where like there's plenty of teams that would want him and will use it. Like he's gonna sign with somebody, but like they're clearly waiting for him to get healthier. Um, I would still guess that LA is the likeliest chance because that's like he loves LA and uh and just won a Super Bowl like it it is the is the clear like obvious destination. Um but yeah I think I think they need another weapon for for Stafford. Um and then Bengals wise like obviously the line needs to play better but I think I think Burrow himself needs to do a better job of like protecting the ball. Uh, that's also true. I, I definitely think not enough of the blame is put on Burrow. There's still some growing pains there. Uh, and, you know, fair enough because he's this third year, so it's still times. I, I also think they need to shore up the O-line. I mean, it, it just yeah. seems like they're... You no, know, the O-line's not helping him, but, like, he, it's one of those things where, like, like you're saying, where, like, he's a young player still trying to do too much, where it's like, hey, man, this is the NFL. You're, you, you can't get away with... As talented as you are, you need to also know... When it's time to say, no, this this isn't our play. Right, twenty-one sacks in six games. They're definitely not all the O line's fault. And and once again, he's right up there as the most sacked quarterback. And you don't always want to be up there. I also think they just need to give the ball to Mixon more. They he only had eight carries this last game, and yeah. you know I think that can definitely help. He's a great weapon. He's a great weapon, you know? It's like, unlike the Rams, who only have Daryl Henderson, they have, like, a good quarterback, and so I think they just, you know, really need to utilize him more. So we're mostly talking NFL, since that's kind of, um, you know, everything else is in the regular season. NBA's just starting. NFL's kind of the most interesting thing to talk about. Right now, as I mentioned NBA, earlier, NBA is literally sorry, just starting. <clears throat> day, yeah, it literally day three, just baby. I love it. You want to know what's happened in the NBA so far? My Celtics 
Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, 34 uh, points apiece. That's right. Bye-bye, Philly. Um, and that was nice. And uh, Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram look like <laughs> they're ridiculous together. They look like Kobe and Shaq. Um, and uh, it's mm, it's really they're, they're a mad dark horse. I don't even know. I'm not even sure you can really call them that much of a dark horse. I mean, I guess they're kind of a dark I, horse, just in the sense of like the West is is real strong. Where like yeah, there's some teams that that are going to be in their way, but like I like to me, like yeah, if they go in the NBA Finals, I, I'll be kind of surprised. But if they make a nice strong like playoff run and stuff, I'm not I'm not going to be shocked. I mean, for me, they're a more complete team from top to bottom than some teams that we would, you know, put before them just because they're superstars. Like, for me, they're a more complete team than the Mavericks. They're a more complete team than Nuggets. Than the yeah, Nuggets. Yeah. You know, with, with, you know, and, like, I'm not saying they're a better team because those players are obviously game changers, but, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they do better than them because the, the they Nuggets, have so many great players. The Nuggets, to me, are, like, one of the biggest question marks because – Jokic, Jokic has always been great, but the last couple of years he has gone to a, a level. Obviously, I mean, like back to back, he won those MVP awards, so uh, it's not really news that he's been pretty uh, fantastic. But like, t- he's taken it to a next level, and he hasn't had Jamal Murray really like at all, and he hasn't had Porter. And it looked like Porter was finally kind of maybe making his way to to making the next step. And giving them at least some sort of semblance of of a, of a big three, um, so I'm I'm very interested to see if I mean if those two can stay healthy first off, and then if they can kind of pick up pick up where they left off and and what that would look like with Joker playing this well because like the the thing with him is he he doesn't need a score to also still be dominating the game like like if anything his passing ability is what makes Joker so so dangerous so like you get guys like that uh to add into your offense it could it could be extremely dang dangerous the problem is I, I don't know how good their defense would be but it might not matter yeah i mean it's definitely gonna be interesting and we'll definitely keep tabs on it as it goes on there's a lot of questions across both conferences and it's it's only <laughs> we're only gonna find out with time so i'm excited for it um but back to the nfl a little bit so it's through, we're through week six, you're into week seven, and uh, a lot of stuff is going on that no one expected, right? You know, we talked about the Giants. As always, you baby. Know, being good. As always. That's why it's the, it's the most watched sport in America. That's why it's the most popular sport in America. And uh, that, that continue, they continue to rake second, in the dollars second there. In the wor- second in the world? Or second in the second league of, in the world? Actually, I don't I even know so. what those, I don't okay. even know what those numbers are. It's a lot. Or no, I guess, no, I guess it made like I said third, third in the world. I meant because soccer's one, right? Right. And then I think cricket's two. It might, but like with how international it's getting now, it might overtake cricket soon. Like, yeah. like it, like just truthfully, because like it, yeah, it just is. It's it's just ridiculous the TV rights that also. Uh, the NFL has. So you have to keep that in mind as well. And yeah, they continue to rake in the dollars. But uh, what are you most surprised about kind of going into week seven now? You Like I said, halfway through the season or, or like, you know, more on a more fun note, like what were you just flat out wrong about? Because I keep looking around and I'm like, I thought that would go differently. 
and it isn't. And it's, uh, <laughs> I just feel very stupid in some cases. You know, it's, it's always, it's tough with the, with the NFL because like, as, as the, in the introduction we touched on, like a lot of, a lot of stuff we didn't see coming, which is, which is always the case. Those first few weeks, especially like you, you're not really sure who's good, who's legit, who's there, especially in a league where it, truly anybody can beat anybody on a given week. Like that's just how good these teams are and how like talented these players are. We're like, depending on what happens, the team that would be objectifiably the worst can beat the, 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 the like the best. I'd say more so like more so than most leagues, like the, just the margin between them is, is that close. And that's just the game of football. Um, but like, there, there's always a few like the Dolphins with Tua. They were looking better than I kind of thought they were going to be. But that's not like a huge shock to me. Uh, probably the two biggest ones. The one that would be like a thumbs up for a team is the Falcon. Like, it, it, the fact that the, the Atlanta Falcons have a win, let alone three and three, and are close to being even better than that. And the close loss to to Tom Brady and the Bucks, um, and like a close loss to the Rams. Very close loss to them. Their, their three losses are with a combined 11 points, all within one possession um, and wins over the, the Niners, the Browns, and the Seahawks, who the Seahawks also got to give props to Geno Smith, the Seahawks, and Pete Carroll. They have been very impressive to me. Uh, I, I know they're also just three and three, but that was not a team I thought was going to be uh, competing and looking as strong as they have. Um, but problem, I mean, like, I think the thing that I would have to be most surprised about are the Packers, the Packers and the Bucks. Like, I, I guess maybe the, I'm going to add the Bucks to make myself feel better because it's not even that like both those teams, it's not the record. It's not the fact that they've had, like, you know, have had some losses here and there. It's that they, they both don't look good. Like, it's not like one of those things where it's like, ah, if this happens, if, if they can like do that, like, it's kind of like, man, there's issues across the board. Like, it, like you touched on the, the, the offense needing to, to get cut to speed with, with Green Bay, and, and that certainly is true. Like, the receivers and, and Rodgers aren't there. They also might just not be good enough. Like, there, there's – we always have to remember with, like, the camera angle, we don't get to see the separation that receivers get. Uh, I, I'm not sure a lot of times that they're getting that separation. Um, and, and, but I do also think that, like, Aaron doesn't trust them. There's, there's a lot to it. If that was right. the, the if that was like the 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 main and and like sole like big big reason we were three and three, I wouldn't be like panicked. But it's not like the special teams, which was shit last year, was supposed to improve with with Rich Passaccia coming in. It hasn't. Last week we had a field goal and a punt blocked. That punt block ba- basically ended the game. Um, and the defense, which was supposed to kind of like, even like that was the thing too. We we're like, oh yeah, we'll be able to run the ball and have a, a strong defense. The defense has not looked really that strong, um, and has not been kind of the as much of a hallmark uh, as we thought it was going to be. And then the running game. I mean, I think people are, are keen in on the running game a little bit more, but I also just don't think we're using it as well. Like you brought up Joe Mixon with the Bengals. Like Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon both need to be used used more. Aaron Jones especially. Like, and I think maybe not even in the running game as much as like in the pat. Like, I think he is one of the best pass catching running backs in in the league. He should be getting like plays drawn up for him to, to catch the ball 
over five times a game, like a, a couple times a quarter. Uh, so I think the game plan needs to get better. Um, but but there's worry for me there. And then, and, then I, and I think with the Buccaneers too, like they just don't look. You're kind of like the the offensive line doesn't look good. Honestly, Brady doesn't look like. That's the other thing. Brady and Rogers don't look that good. Right. No, you you couldn't be more right. I mean, <clears throat> I just feel like both of those teams could benefit a little bit from not playing like they have a Hall of Fame quarterback. Like they both – like look at the Saints, right? The Saints have, you know, 30 touchdown, 30 interception, Jameis Winston, right? They have Andy Dalton who, as of right now, threw back-to-back pick sixes. Um and yeah. you know, and you know, he started off so strong. Right, but but you know what they do do really well that helps them win games sometimes is is they are very creative. They you know have Alvin Kamara run. They have Mark Ingram go in there and run. They have you know uh, they have Taysom Hill do a million and fifty things. You know, and same thing with the Atlanta Falcons. You know, Cordell Patterson's on IR right now, but you know always when he's in. It's, it's interesting what they do. They have like three different running backs that they use. You know, they, they, they run the football a little bit with, with Mariota. And I think, yeah, I agree. I think, honestly, I look at carries and I'm like, there's no reason why Aaron Jones shouldn't have 10 targets a game. And there's no reason why Adrian Dillon should have anything less than like 15 carries a game. Because like, what else are you doing? You know? And, and then you we've can lost, have... We've lost the patience. Like there, because there were times, especially when the floor took over... Because I've always been the proponent of, you don't need to run the ball anymore. And I don't think you do. But if you have a running game, it, it's a gut. Like, I'm not going to be against it. And so when he, so, but when he first came in, it, it, I guess I, guess I kind of was against it. Because I was like, no, why are we taking this patience, these one-yard gains, blah, blah, blah. But it worked over time, especially as it's gotten developed more now. And that we got this two-headed monster. And they're, they've not, they're not having that same sort of patience right now. And I don't understand that, especially when like that was kind of the the idea coming in of like, oh yeah, we can we can rely on a pretty strong running game while these receivers get caught up to speed and stuff. And I guess I mean I guess also you have to get caught up to speed by playing the, the position. Like you don't you don't you don't learn how to catch balls and run routes by blocking for running backs, but there's still they need they need to be running the ball more, hundred percent. Right. And also, I don't think that they like what it, do you have that rebuild here when Rodgers is gone? You don't have Rodgers for forever. So, like, you know, you're trying you're in a win now situation these next couple years. So th- why are you teaching new receivers that you should have gotten veteran receivers? Get OBJ, for God's sakes, and then just do the best you can with what you have. That's what you do when you're in a win now situation. It doesn't make any sense. Same thing with the Bucks. Apparently, they're looking for trades, um, and man, it's kind of a shame. Like, I mean, I I would have been, I would have been pretty happy with with Robbie Anderson. At the same time, I, I I'd kind of like someone maybe a little bit better. I'm not really sure who would be on the market for it, but yeah, I mean, I I, I think I think you can. This isn't really a Packers way, but I, I'd love to see them trade a. I, I think you can get a pretty solid receiver without giving you know. I don't think they'd have to give the farm. Like, I don't think they have to go get like a marquee marquee receiver. Um, but they, they need some help. hundred percent. And yeah, I'd love, I'd love for them. Like, I like, I'm hope like I'm almost 
saying that like over like in my head, I'm like, ah, I think OBJ is going to go to the Rams because I don't want to get my hopes up because I think he would be a, a huge, huge signing for them. Right. No, I, I definitely think so. I think they're one again, they're one player away from from being, you know, good, good again. It, it's just very clear that they're that def- they're in that deficit. And it's clear to everybody else. No one is scared of the Packers anymore. Not yeah, after the last not right games, now. No God one. No. no. So and and that's kind of when you ha- are this Hall of Fame quarterback. That's kind of you need that fear a little bit because you want people to second guess their instincts. You know that that was always a thing with Brady. You know when he was on the Patriots, is that like <laughs> he does, he's not the best quarterback in the world, but he commanded the field like you were like fuck like I don't want like he's gonna come and he's gonna you know but he would always just make the easy pass and for some reason people just gave him that space a little more because they didn't want to get burned by him and and I think the same can be said for Rodgers in a way obviously different quarterbacks but kind of that same respect that they you know last even season even commanded and this season doesn't seem like anyone's you know really worried about them and you know for different reasons you know Rodgers had the whole offseason thing Brady had even more of an offseason and into the you know into the season thing. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, for well, me, I would just to touch to like one thing that like I also noticed with the Packers is, and and I think it's kind of to your point is the way they're carrying themselves. They like there there doesn't seem to be like that much all that much confidence of the in themselves, and I think one thing that because like. The Brady-Rodgers debate in comparisons always go on forever and ever. Like, I, I think Rodgers, talent-wise, is the better quarterback. But there's no argument that Brady has been the more successful quarterback. I think one of the reasons that you, you would give Brady – or, like, one thing you give Brady in the comparison to them is as a leader and the tone that he sets. There's times where Rodgers looks so apathetic oh and, God, and like yeah. – or, like, oh, I'm not doing anything wrong. All of you are idiots. And, and like – as much as I think Tom Brady yelling at his offensive linemen like their children is stupid, like I, they're grown men, like c- come on. Uh, if if they need that to motivate them, then I, what the hell's going on? Like I think that's stupid. I'd rather see that than the way that Rogers acts, where it's just like he's like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Like it, it pisses me off, and I, and I think it's impacted the team. It do- and it does. Yeah, how can it not? Especially when you have so many young players around you who don't have the experience it takes to just like not pay attention to that shit. You know, it it, it definitely. I think I think for sure that's part of it. And uh, you know, it's hard to say that it 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 isn't really affecting them. Um, but yeah, it, it all the things you brought up were were so true. And obviously, the Jets being good is is like this good is is very surprising. I definitely thought they'd yeah. take a step up. And, there, there's uh, that. There's there's always that part to the like, like thing too. Like Packers have worries, but Jets Jets are also a strong team. They are. They are. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, they're still. They Zach Wilson is not their quarterback. Um, but question, you know, question, they, question. Are you more of a believer in the Jets or the Giants? I I I think it's kind of a similar situation. I think both teams aren't as good as their record says. You know, I think for sure. So which, both teams. No, come on, which one? Which one? I'm more of a believer for the same reason that I said the Rams. I'm going to say the Giants, just because the NFC isn't that great. Well, I don't so mean, like so for no, me, I don't mean outside. I don't mean, of, I don't mean like uh, 
like which team do you think has a chance of like going further? Like I'd be like, which team do you think like is just more legit? Like which which team do you think? Because both of them have surprised us. Like I think both of us think they are better than we expected. Which one do you think is actually like okay? They're actually like because for me it's the Jets. Like I like I like if you were asking yeah. me which one okay. of those teams do you think could like like really is like on a strong path and like is a strong like I I think it's the Jets and and for me I think it's kind of clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're talking talent or which team I believe more going forward as like in a more broad sense, it's it's 100% yeah. the Jets and it's not even close. It's it, it's it's like literally just this year that I don't know if I give it to them just because Agreed. just because Agreed. of of divisional stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And but but, but yeah, the Jets like, have if one of them was going to make a playoff run, I, yeah, I kind of do think I would probably go Giants because of just like what their path would look like. Right, but but the Jets have two amazing receive you know uh, rookie uh, people that are going to do great with Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, and 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 they have a fantastic defense. So, you know, defensive players showing up. Sauce Gardner is really great. Kenny Williams that, is really that great. That fucking that cheesehead thing pissed me off, but like he kind of deserved it. He fucking bombed. Uh, I mean, he bombed, like he did. They came into Lambeau twenty-seven to ten. He earned it. Yeah, I mean, what can you do? You can just be mad about it, really. Um, yeah, but I, unfortunately for my Pats, I do think the Jets' future is brighter, and um, I just think they need a new. I, I mean, I just think they need another quarterback. I mean, I look at some of the other quarterbacks in this league, and I'm just like, if you had Trevor Lawrence right now, you might not have lost a game. You know, if you had Marcus Mariota, like you might not have lost a game. I just don't believe in Zach Wilson. I have not seen anything. You're already, that you're already sold. That you're already, in. you're already ready to, to sell him. I mean, look at all the other quarter. What quarterback in that division would uh, any of them picked before or after? Would you have after Zach Wilson? I mean, I'd have Trevor Lawrence before Zach Wilson. I'd have Justin Fields before Zach Wilson. I'd have Trey Lance before Zach Wilson. I still would, even though Trey Lance obviously has his own things that he went through. I just think Jack Wilson hasn't shown me anything special. You know, he needs to have that game still where I'm like quarterback of the future. But for me, for a team that is so I would agree. clearly, on- I would agree. I like, I'm not, I'm not sold on him, but I, I think there's still, it's early enough to me for a guy who was pretty, cause like he was pretty raw. I think that he, like, I think he only started like one year at BYU. So he is a guy that has, has a bit of a learning curve that was going to come with it. That's true. But I also, maybe it's just like a personal thing, but I'm also like, okay, so you've been in the NFL one and a half years, you've played half the games, and you've had one cheating scandal already. Like, I, what are you, your head's not in the right place for me either, <laughs> you know? I'm like, geez. Um, I, was, I was wrong. He what? started like all three seasons, so. And I, Has you know, he are you kidding me? That's why, that's why I am sold on him. It's New York as hell, baby. It's New York as hell. I mean, that's, those are the kind of headlines. Like, you know who makes those kind of headlines? Joe Namath. You know what he did? Joe he, a, he, he brought a Super Bowl to this city. Uh, when, I, I, I forgot Burkos. about the legendary Joe Namath MILF story. I forgot about that one. Um, no, but I was saying earlier, uh, the thing that we haven't talked about as a surprise that I just want to touch on before I move on uh, is the Raiders. I mean, I thought the Raiders – we're going to compete for an AFC championship. I really, really did. I thought, you know, Derek Carr, 
if he stays the same level, even if he, and if, if even better, if he took a step forward, you know, he was so good last year. They get Devontae Adams. Hunter Renfro obviously was injured, but in my head, Hunter Renfro is that slot receiver that's so reliable. They have Darren Waller, a really talented tight end. They've got Josh Jacobs. You know, sometimes they're missed, but we've seen a really good running back this year. You know, they're starting to get pieces on the defense with Max Crosby getting that money. And just they, I mean, they just, I don't, and, and Josh McDaniels, you know, we had such high hopes for him going back to head coaching. Oh, and it's just not looked good. I mean, it really, really hasn't. And so, um, you know, see, I, me, see kind of, I'm more worried that, about the Broncos than the Raiders. Oh, of course. That that's not a question. I'm not. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Check out. Okay. That's not okay. a question. In okay. that division, I still think they're better yeah. than the Broncos. Like I, like I kind of think the, the Raiders, Raiders are broken. Yeah, like the Raiders and the Raiders. They like tough loss to to the Chargers. They they should have beaten the Cardinals. That that's that's a bad loss. To I mean. None of their losses are too bad teams, but like definitely should have beaten the Cardinals. Close loss to the Titans, which they, they they like both those games. Also, just like when you're like, man, you should have won them. They sting so much more, even though they're like two teams that aren't bad. When when you had the game won and you give it up. And then a one-point loss to the Chiefs. But they got the Texans, the Saints. As much as I've been impressed with the two and four Jaguar Jaguars. Jeez, man. I really, I really wanted to say that full word. Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars. Um, it's a, a game that I think that the Raiders could or probably should win Colts who they should be. And then Denver again, who they've already beaten. So there's a string of games where the Raiders could get back to 500. And I think with, with seven spots in the playoffs, get themselves back in, in contention. Um, but we knew, I mean, we did like one of the big things we talked about the whole offseason was not so much who was going to win the AFC West, but who was going to be the bottom dweller because obviously one of them had to finish last. Um, but I think I am, I am still surprised the Raiders are, are at one and four. Uh, even the chargers haven't looked all that impressive and, and the Broncos have looked like shit, which I've been so happy about. Listen, the chargers, sure you know Jonathan, but I don't love Russell why. Wilson. No, I don't know if you know this, but I, you know why the Broncos aren't on my sheet as a surprise? Because as soon as they paid him all that money, I'm like, well, he did what he needed to do. He got all of the money, even though most of the problems in Seattle were not all on the offensive line, you know? And, uh, and now he just gets to go out there and run his stupid fucking mouth and then lose every game. And, and that's exactly what happened. That game... That Monday night horrendous game that he played the other day was just indicative. I'm just like, wow. I I mean, really, the Broncos they they they're gonna look back at this in a decade and be like, wow, we really. If you're, uh, if you're like great, if you're like grading day. all the teams like starts, you know, so far in the season, and had to like rank where you would grade each of them. I think you would have to give them the worst grade, right? Like F minus minus minus. Yeah, I don't know anyone else that's doing as poor as them. I mean, I'm thinking of the other like teams with bad, you know, records and and at least they have some promising stuff. I mean, the Broncos just like I said they look broken. They look they look broken. They just look like they don't know how to play together. Russell Wilson looks like he goes in there. <laughs> you know what? He looks like he looks like they're looking for Mr. Incredible and then Incredible Boy goes out there and then he just like blows shit up 
and then he just is just horrible. And uh, Incredible Boy is not even it's a really. Yeah, it is. You remember at the beginning of The Incredibles, before Sin- Sinus Syndrome becomes oh, the villain, he's nice, called Incredible dude. Boy. Ah. Okay, okay, I got you. I got you. That's kind of a deep cut reference. I that's like a that. deep cut. I like that. Wow, that's fair. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good one. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's like calling. That's like that's what I. That's it's what like I call. It's like being like Tom Riddle. Well, not really, but yeah, exactly, sort of. But so, I, but close I enough for this comparison. And my thing is, yes, exactly. It passes. It passes the sniff check for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think they. Uh, with the promise that they were supposed to have, they just looked horrendous. And, and obviously the Javante Williams injury just compounds that. And um, yeah, I mean, you're right for sure. The Raiders, for me, the surprise isn't like, and they're out and they're horrible. It's more that I thought they'd be, you know, at least 500 right now. And, and to see them be, you know, where they are is, is a little surprising. And especially with Devante, you know, being healthy and for the most part, everyone being healthy. Um but I mean, don't don't worry. I don't put them. I'm not like more disappointed in them than the Broncos. I just I just the Broncos fair, signed their fair, their fair. death warrant when they went there. You know, yeah. it's it's it was clear to it was clear to us because we aren't dumb and think that all the problems were in Seattle. And then you know, I just think it's such perfect poetic justice that Geno Smith just revives his career there. Dude, and I'm he's just like I'm yeah. Loving it. <laughs> It's so great. I, I don't care if it if it goes up in flames. I'm I'm enjoying it while it happens. Um and and you you talked about the Packers a little bit, so I'll, I'll bring up my Pats. Um, I'm gonna say something right now. I might regret it. I'm gonna say something right now. Um, you know we're we're in a rebuild year. You know I'm glad that you know we won some games. We had that really good game against the Lions, but it's the Lions, you know. And we've had some good moments. We were close with Lamar, you know, for a little bit. Um. But I'm going to say something, and, and I had a feeling that this might happen when Bailey Zappi got drafted because he had so many records. In, yeah. Uh, right? Uh, Bailey Zappi's the future. I'm sorry. He's the answer. Because, listen, he has everything he had going. We knew going into it that he had everything that Mac Jones didn't have. He has the great arm. He has the athleticism. You know, he, he, he just is better at that stuff. And it was clear in college already, Right. The one thing that you questioned was, okay, but but Mac is the field general. Like, he went out there as a rookie, took him to the playoffs. He's so composed, even as a rookie. But look what Bailey Zappi's done. All three, all the games that he's played. He's gone out there and not looked like a rookie. Like, the only time he's looked like a rookie is because he's having fun. Like, he's never, like, really made any poor mistakes. He's led the team in, in a really, you know, good way. And I think it's just a better situation. And now I'm a little worried about... You know, we're playing the Bears, so we'll still win. But, like, I'm a little worried about Mac Jones returning this this week because I'm just like, I don't know if I want you to. Like, I'm sorry, Mac Jones. I know that maybe we thought you were Tom Brady, but maybe you're Drew Bledsoe. You know? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, Dude, I mean, like, like, I think, may- like, the thing, I think one of the biggest knocks with Mac Jones, too, was, like, you kind of knew what his ceiling was. Like, you're like, you right. know what you were going to get. Like, his floor was was pretty high. But the ceiling was pretty low. Like there, there wasn't a lot that you thought like he was really gonna come into and like add to his game as a quarterback at the next level, uh, or be able to do at the NFL that would, would you know just make him that much more of a difference maker. Still a strong quarterback, but like 
yeah, a, a, a ceiling that was pretty pretty low. I, I think Zappy's already shown that that his his ceiling is, I would say, significantly higher. Um, and he had those those like first little jitters when he got thrown into the Packers game, but after halftime, like settled down immediately and has has just kind of kept on going. Um, yeah, I mean, like I think Mac has to be at least a little a little concerned. Um, especially yeah, with a coach sure. like, especially with a coach like Bill Belichick, like Belichick's a guy who is almost notoriously unloyal, like more so when it oh, comes more, like more so when it comes to like trading and stuff. I think that's, those are more of the stories we think of with him, but like, like there was the stuff with uh, him benching, uh, what's his, the, um, the cornerback. Who made the Super Bowl interception? Malcolm oh, Butler. Um, yeah. Like, wasn't there one time where he was just like, nah, like you're benched or like you're not coming? Like, he 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 doesn't care. Um, he's gonna do whatever he thinks. He is gonna, and he's gonna do whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna do whatever he thinks is going to win his team the game. So, um, we'll see. Um, we'll see when if if Mac comes out and. And feels that pressure at all. Um, because, yeah, Zappi's been – I've been very impressed by him. Right. I mean, listen, and if Belichick – Belichick needs a win. And if he can say that he drafted the next franchise quarterback, like, in the lower rounds, he would love that. He would love to do that because people are giving so much shit about the drafting, which, fair, because he sucks at it. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens – and you know what? I don't actually care what happens. Like, I just want one of them at the end to win. I hope it's Zap because I think he has a higher ceiling, like you said. But, like, if Mac comes out and 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 plays better and keeps the job fine, this season I have no hope for. So, and I mean that with actually, like, all the love in my heart. Like, I don't actually have any kind of bad feelings. It's actually, yeah. I'm in a good spot. Like, like we won yeah. 29 to 0 the other day and I was just able to enjoy it. I didn't care that it made us 500 or anything. I was just like, "Oh, that's cool. Good guy. Great job, guys. That's great." It's not I mean, like no, no, it's nothing <laughs> personal to to anybody in in the NFL or any sport, but yeah, like I don't care who's playing for my team. I just want them to win. Yeah, exactly. You're just like <laughs> yeah, it's uh Oh my, how the tables have turned, really, uh, for, for both of us a little bit here. Obviously, obviously different ways, but but definitely interesting spots to be in. Um, we're going to have a new segment here. It's going to be called, um, and I'm going to have a little sound cue coming in here soon. Maybe not this episode, but I'm just I'm just telling you Hit guys it, my thoughts. Team. Hit it, sound no. team. Uh, it's called Matt King Midas because Matt has wow. made a decent amount of of, uh, of of good bets lately, and I'm I'm very impressed. So uh, we're gonna have you, uh, Matt King Midas, pick some. I'm gonna give you some over unders, and I'm I'm gonna have you pick uh, what you would put your money on, and uh, you know give the people some money to win if that's okay with you. Yeah, um, the pressure's on. Pressure is on. It's not quick I fire. At least, it's just I got, I got at least. I know, but this but more. It's the the Matt King might like the the hot seat's just you know the natural hot seat. But this is uh, specific pressure to me. I mean, King Midas type of thing. He touches his Yo, everything. 
That's what I'm saying. That's exactly the point I'm making, Matt. Everything you you touch turns to gold. And also, if anyone takes this seriously and thinks Matt's never lost a bet in his life, you think he's doing a podcast with me if he's a billionaire? Sorry. Like, (laughs) that's that's not how that works. He'd be doing this podcast with Mr... With Mr. Jeff Bezos, if that was the case. No, oh, I'd, God, can... I'd rather have you than him. That's true. I I'm mean, he's going to own an NFL. I'm not going to say anything negative about him because, you know, like we're trying to get sponsors and he owns everything. So uh, I don't want to upset the overlord. But um, no, dude, I, I, keep, I keep you as my – if I'm that rich, like I don't need a famous – with that much money, like. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I guess you can do whatever. As we've seen, you're rich enough. You like you can just force yourself to be famous. Yo, LA traffic is garbage. Also, LA is a garbage city. There's so many empty seats at this LA against LA game on the third day. Like, come on, man! If the start of the NBA season, I feel like for the average fan, this is such like an off tangent. But I have to say it is like the like like I get pumped, but like I feel like most people, whether you're like a big NFL fan, if you're a sports fan, you're like oh hell yeah, NFL's here, blah blah. Even MLB opening day has a little bit more. And to start of the NBA, like people don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I know. I was so excited for the Celtics 76ers game. I was like hell yeah, I would have gone to TD Garden if I lived there. Hell yeah. Like, we should um, actually try and go to maybe, like, an early next – like, now might be the time to go to games. Hell, yeah. We might be able to get, like, courtside just because they're like, anybody? Anybody want to sit? Please. Courtside? Please. It looks so sad in here. Also, you'll get to sit next to Ben Simmons when he files out. Isn't that cool? Um, <laughs> Dude, I'll be friends All with right. Ben. Dude, I'll be friends with Ben. Yeah. We'll help him out of the like, – like, we help him out of his mental plate, like – we got you, man. Yeah, we got the podcast for him. We 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 talked about it all. We got the answers. All right, Matt. Australian. Chiefs. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> Chiefs 49ers. I don't know where that was going, but I want to cut you off. Chiefs 49ers. Uh, Casey is currently. Uh, let me double. I'm gonna actually have my phone here, so I don't say something that's not live anymore. Live live uh, lines. Live lines, but uh, the line I checked last time was Casey. By two and a half, it is still that. So KC favored by two and a half. Uh, are you are you taking that? Or are you are you giving it to the 49ers? Wow, KC two and a half. KC at home. KC at. I'm checking. I think it is it's at. A, it's actually oh, no. It's at Levi's. It's at Levi's Stadium. Okay. I it, do actually like. I was thinking it's like it's probably not really going to change my answer. I think I'm always going to go Chiefs. Mostly, I was just like, dang, that's kind of a. A small line. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Chiefs. They're just they're just the better team. Um Garoppolo's played well and it is I mean, I obviously I feel bad so bad for, for Trey Lance, but it like it's one of those like they signed Garoppolo, everyone there's there was all this conversation around it and then they need him, you know, basically like right at the start of the season. Um it's unfortunate because Trey Lance is, is an exciting player and we hope he comes back well. Um but I've I've Jimmy G's been playing well, but but the Chiefs are the better team. And you take the points, then you think um, more than more than a field goal. Yeah, that went by three or more. Or field goal. Sure. Yeah. All right, and, and then an extra bet for that game. Uh, the over under for points is forty eight and a half. What do you think about that? 
No, the Niners' defense is still good. And, oh, man, that's, that's, a, t- that's a tough one. I'm going to go under. You're going to go under? Yeah. Damn. I yeah. do like that. Just I think under. I would go under like, under just well. under. like, like by, you're going to be sweating it out. Yeah. You're going to get that 48 and be like, no one touch anything. Yeah. No one touch anything. Legitimately. Yeah, no. Definitely agree like with that. 27 okay. 20 game. And you're like, no, no, no field goals. No field goals. Don't let them score. Just everybody put down the knife. Okay. So this is an interesting one. And I guess, I guess, let me check where it's being played because that probably is why. Yeah, it's being played at mile high. Jets, Broncos, the Jets who we just lauded, the Broncos who we just disparaged to a point where I wouldn't be surprised if we got served. Um, the Broncos are favored by a point. This is, this, Broncos why, are, this, is, this is why I love the podcast. This is why I love sports. I, if you're asking me that, I, like, what money I have to put on, I probably I'm gonna go Broncos. Yeah, I'm still gonna go Broncos. You're gonna go Broncos? I am. Why? No, you gotta explain that. You gotta talk. To I, Why? I, I, like I just I just I mean I think being at home is is the difference maker. They've still been like as shitty as they've looked. They've still been in every game, and the Jets like as we talked about as good as they've been as much as we kind of believe in them. It, it's not because Zach, like the Jaguars at two and four, I think like, I'm kind of like, man, I, I'm excited about them. And it's because of like how Trevor Lawrence is looking. Um, and, and they could have been four and two. They've, they've been in almost every game they've, they've played um, with the jets, like with Wilson, with having a quarterback like that. And, and the Broncos still adding a, a decent defense. I, I would take, I would, I would take the Broncos. Yeah. Damn. Okay. So extra question for that. More total touchdowns, Zach Wilson or Russell? Oh, sorry. I was going to say Russell. Well, the Wilson, Zach or Russell? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm taking the Broncos. I would, I'd say Russ. Yeah. Russ? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's fair because if you're picking the Broncos, you know, they don't really have a run game right now. So more more than likely Russell's doing it. And uh, yeah, that's fair. I thought I, I laid that out because I thought I'd pick the Jets and I thought that would be interesting, but you, you kind of had it easy there. Well, All right. The way, I mean, one. the way I talked about both of them, it like it's kind of hilarious that I would take them. Like, yeah, we've ripped apart the Broncos, and 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 it's and maybe it's still like my own pre like season thoughts of like, well, the Broncos should be better, but I I still like now, nah, yeah, Broncos. Hey, that's the NFL, you know. True, and that's and listen, what you say goes because you are, and this is where the sound cue would play. Matt King Midas. All right, last game to pick: Colts versus Titans, two division rivals, um, and the uh, Tennessee Titans are favored by two and a half. Where are you putting your money on this one? Uh, I mean, like the Colts. I think even just over the last, like, maybe since Andrew Lux retired, have been the most just, like, question mark team in in the league, like, every year. Like, you're always like, you guys are, like, kind of good, but then you aren't at times. And, and this year feels like that. But, like, they got Matt Ryan, and, I mean, God, it, it almost looks like Atlanta has – where, where, you know, we kind of thought like, oh, yeah, Matt Ryan's moving on because Atlanta needs to be cra- – like, it looks like Atlanta's the one that got rid of the dead weight uh, right now. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm 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 going Titans. They they've kind of they haven't looked you know all that inspiring, but as opposed to the the Colts where there's always the question mark about them. The Titans, this is exactly how the Titans have looked over the last few years. Even when they were the number one seed, like this is how they played and this is how they won games. So it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, what's going on with the Titans? Like, nope, that's, yep. That's how they're, that's how they're going to do it. And it's successful enough, but it's also why they probably won't be taking home the Lombardi trophy. That's fair. Okay, well, then my extra question for that, because I know that Matt Ryan's been bad, but last game he kind of showed up again. You know, he had that 34-27 win over the Jaguars. Like you said, they're exciting. I'm not saying they're a great team, but in that game, Matt Ryan threw for like almost 400 yards and three touchdowns. He had a really great rapport with the running back, Deion Jackson. He also had great rapport with, um, I think it was Michael Pittman. Yeah, junior. Great fantasy pickup by me, baby. Oh, yeah, 13 receptions on the game, 13 and 13, you know, and... Uh, Deion Jackson, you know, not Pittman. Oh, Pitt, no, Deion Jackson, yeah, I picked him up in another league, and it was ridiculous. It was, I, I mean, I that, just like... the need, only reason. It was more of, like, necessity of, like, I needed a running back, and he was, like, one of the... Since, you know, it, he's in, starting because of injury, like, he was one of those players that was going to start that was able to be picked up. So it's not like it was really, like... Oh, this is some work of wizardry. Like he was kind of the obvious choice of not a ton of great choices, uh, but he killed it. Like he certainly did better than you would have expected. So thank you, my man. He got like 27 points and was injured half the game. Like he could have gotten like 40 something points if he had stayed in. Like truthfully, he was doing all the work before he went out. So, um, you know, it's, it's definitely good on you. Uh, but what's more likely in this Colts-Titans game than if you're picking the Titans, I think maybe you'll be consistent. Is it more likely after that great performance last week that Matt Ryan throws a touchdown to win the game or that he throws a pick to lose the game? You are correct. I will say pick to lose the game. You know, I I, I figured, and honestly, that's what I would pick too. Had a feeling. Because Matt had a feeling. Also, like, Matt Ryan is not known for his last-minute drives. That's never what he's been known for. In fact, he's been known for coughing up leads. 28 to 3. Yeah. Insane. Uh, In fact, he's sorry. quite known for one of the biggest choke jobs of all time. Although, yeah. to be fair, not entirely his fault. Yeah, I mean, definitely not his fault. But, uh, but a little bit. But we'll, but we'll always follow his feet. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and but it's, yeah, at least a little bit his fault. It's a little bit his fault. It's All right, so you're up twenty eight to three. It's everyone's fault. like that's everybody's fault. Yeah, you're just the most known name, you know, right. on that. That's team. why that's some, like that's the double edged sword of being the quarterback. You get more praise than you probably deserve for when the winning happens, but you're gonna get more flack when when the losing happens. True. That's the double edged sword. That's the quarterback sword that they all carry in a hilt. I don't know if you missed it, but it's always there, right next to the, right next to the game, the little towel holder. It's a big hilt. Um, look, look closely. It's there. I promise. It's there. Every, uh-huh. every, at least on the NFL. Some colleges banned them for obvious Which is reasons. Stupid. Ugh, this <laughs> PC culture. This anti-sword. I like how I said for obvious reasons, and you said which is stupid. I love that we're divided on the fake sword uh, topic. Bring back the swords. Come That's on. how the game is supposed to be played. What's the point? Where's the stakes? The stakes. Um, you couldn't see. You, can't, you guys can't see me when I, I did a wooden stake joke because it's Halloween. Vampires. All right. 
So we have an interesting weekend of NFL coming back. What are you looking forward to the most this weekend? It could be like a player or a team or a game or a Packers win. What are you What are you looking forward to most this week in the NFL? Dude, I'm looking forward to fantasy. Last week, I, I'm in four leagues this year because um, Yannick brought me into his, which I'm happy he did. I'm not, yeah. not upset by that. I'm not upset by that at all. Because uh, four, four is actually enough. Like last year, I think I was in like six or seven. And it was just like, especially when you're in a lot of them with um, like a lot of people you don't know, it's hard to like be like fully invested. And I was in like a few of those where like I like, and even the person I knew in one of them, like I barely knew them. It was like, they just really needed a body, I think. And I was the, the first person they must have walked by on the street. Um but last week I went four and zero, and it was the first weekend that all my teams have won in like over. Like it didn't happen at all last year, which why would it when you have that many teams? But it's been a long time, and so and I'm feeling my team in our league is kind of I kind of shit, but I think I can maybe make a run at least to the playoffs. And then my team in my other three leagues are all pretty solid, so I'm I'm optimistic, which I also kind of hate being in fantasy, but. For now, I'll ride with it, no, maybe. There you go. I'm not looking forward to fantasy because it's 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 by week Mageddon, oh, and God. I am missing everybody. It's rough. So I'm I'm missing everybody that's good on my teams, but uh, I'm also doing pretty well. I'm four. I'm five and one, and then three and three in two leagues. And I, you know, considering like what fantasy can be sometimes, I'm happy with that. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm on track to make the playoffs in all of my leagues right now because everybody's kind of been hit or miss. So, dude, that's what all—that's uh, all I ever ask. Just give me the because once you get in the playoffs, it is—it's a crapshoot. Like, yeah, I feel You're like the like, teams, with, I I guess, like the teams that are normally the best in the regular season, like don't win in the playoffs. And I know my best success in the playoffs have been teams that were like, I think I won, I won one league once, and I think I was like the five seed that year. Yeah, I mean, it's always happens like that, and it's like so indicative. You just have to like it's March Madness. tool your team a little bit, and then yeah, it is the March Madness. Um, yeah, and just like to hit on fantasy a little more, uh, I just want to say um, I have joined a new church, Matt, and I want to tell you about this church because I think everyone should join this church. And yeah. I know we don't really do religious proclamations on the podcast, but uh, you know, I really thought. It was my duty to do this. So I am part of the church of Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen, Dude. Lord Almighty. Amen. Uh, and he's my quarterback in two leagues. He's the only reason I'm I'm it's, I'm good in those two leagues. It's funny you say that. And then I this would be the time where I'd pull out the Josh Allen religious pamphlet and, and, and tell you that I also am a member of the Josh Allen. <laughs> and, and the league that I've been in the longest where it's like a bunch of my buddies from like, I mean, I've known some of these guys since kindergarten. Um, I have him in that league and it's the league I've always wanted to win and haven't. But with him on the helm, I'm like, I got a chance because he you, like, you uh, really do. He's the man. I have him and Derek Henry on that team. And I'm like, if you two, like the rest of my team just has to like kind of show up and those two can carry it up for me. John I mean, Wall really, played he, well. Let's go. Love that. Love that, John Wall. But uh, it's no surprise that Josh Allen's on a bye this week. So instead of in heaven, I am in hell. That is like how that is working. Yeah. Um, but at least, like, but, is it is it one of those weeks where, like, literally, like, all your really good guys are out? Most of them. Next week's also bad. 
Because because like it, I do like almost try to like to to draft it where like okay just hit me one week because it's even worse when it's like oh damn my really good running backs out this week oh damn my quarterback and like second receivers out this week oh my tire like and you have like continuous weeks where you're always trying to make up some like decent hits as opposed to just being like all right wipe me out for a week or two and I'll probably lose whatever. It's hard, though. 12-team leagues are so hard. There's nobody on the waiver wire. Matt, I'm starting Matt Ryan this week. I have no other well, option. Yeah, no, I mean, like, you're going to, like, you're going to, like, lose those weeks, but it's almost the weeks where you're like, okay, I'll take that L. I bet I'll, I'll take this L this week and have, you know, my four or five most important players be out as opposed to, having that spread across three or four weeks and trying to like always make up for those, like maybe big points that you're missing. And like, that's why you, you know what I mean? Yes. But I'm playing Olaf and he hasn't won a game yet. I don't want to be his first victory. I don't uh, want that for myself. I, I, I don't want I was, that. I was worried about that last week. I think I played, I think I played him last week. Probably <laughs> his teammate has just come back. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, I, I do enjoy that. I do. Um, but but more seriously, what I'm looking forward to this week is a trademark game from our guy Lamar Jackson because he started at such a you know good pace. You know they're currently at you know at the top of the AFC North with that three three record. He slowed down a little bit since his dominance, you know, and he's still been dominant on the ground. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I just think the the thing that I'm looking for in terms of a trademark game is like showing that he can close games. You know, like he had that horrible you know dolphins comeback situation and uh he's playing the browns this week so it's a division game and i think that it's really a time for him to prove like you know no everything's fine here you know i know we had some bad but everything's fine um remember the poop game you know the one where he had to go to the bathroom and then came back and do the touchdown that was against the browns so i think it's a perfect game for it to happen and uh, i think rashad bateman's return will probably help as well as the reemergence of Kenyon drake in the um, kind of aftermath of J.K. Dobbins still not really being healthy. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to Lamar Jackson kind of being Lamar, um, not just on the ground, but also in terms of, like, closing the game with his arms. So hopefully that can work out for him and the Baltimore Ravens. He is one of the most just, like, exciting athletes to watch when he's on. And and they're, they're a team that, like, they're, they're like, as opposed to the Packers and the Buccaneers, as we've touched on, you're like, man, I'm not sure you guys are good. Like the Ravens, I'm like, you guys just need to kind of like lock it in a little bit more. Like you guys should should be right there uh, in, in the race in the AFC, in my opinion. And anytime you have Lamar, you should because he's right. that dangerous. But they, they, I mean, they're a team that also obviously right. needs like wide receiver help, even even getting Rashad Bateman help back. Like they, they, need, they need some guys as well. Yeah, they they are a little scant on, and we knew that already before the season because they were scant on wide receiver last season. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, I mean that's been know, the rarity with them that they, for longer than it's been for the pack. I mean, because the Packers lose had Devontae for a while, like there it, it's been the narrative around Lamar. I feel like almost the majority of the time he's been a, a starting quarterback there. You know, yeah, maybe maybe they should sign OBJ. Hmm. He's too cool. That would Baltimore, be a good. Probably. Yeah, but he's, Lamar's there. Who's cooler than Lamar? That would be a great, great little team. Maybe Antonio Brown should go there. I don't know. Uh, um, 
<laughs> no. Sorry. With that, we are into Matt and I's favorite segment of the podcast. It's back here for the first time in months. That's right. Give me a drum roll, please. Quick fire questions. Matt, are you ready? Wait, uh, yes, I am. Have you watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Uh, yeah, of course. Is it another one where I think I think it's Peralta that says to Holt, he's like, uh, or, uh, irrelevant. Someone says to Holt to give him a drum roll, and then he just goes, <laughs> and they're like, what is that? And he's like, well, you didn't give me a, a, um, a tempo, so I assume, I can't remember, I can't remember what the like word he says, but it's just, I love that show, and I love Holt. But I'm ready. Let's do it, baby. Uh, all right. So we didn't really talk about the NBA season too much. We will in the future, but the NBA season has officially tipped off. Woot, woot. I want you to give me your West and East conference final matchups way too early. So you want the the Western Western Conference final matchup and the Eastern Conference final matchup? Yes. Okay. Um, I think I'll start. I think I'll start with the East because the East feels a little a little easier to me. Uh, huh. I'm gonna go Bucks. Yeah, I think Bucks for sure. I, I like. I just think they're gonna kind of. Be, be refocused. Like, they were kind of banged up last year. I think there's also something to be said in, in the NBA seasons now where, like, it really is, like, one of the most impressive things about, you know, being able to do a back-to-back um, is is that short offseason that you get from, from playing in the NBA Finals. Um, so I think they're going to come back revamped uh, and ready to go. And then I'm going to go Celtics. I, I just, like – I. Oh, yeah. the, the Nets, the Nets, like should be should be there, and I and I really hope that they can get it together. But like the fact that this is year three of the Kyrie KD experiment, and we haven't actually seen the Kyrie KD experiment, um, and then you throw in uh, the like the question mark of Ben Simmons, there's just there's just too many question marks for them or around them right now for me to be like, yeah, this is this they're gonna get it done. Um, and then I, I don't, I don't know why I'm just not that big of a believer in the Sixers. I, I like, I, I wonder how hard, hard, like, I, I think Harden's going to implode in the end. Um, and, and I, I think him and, and beat are going to end up butting heads. And I also just don't think their t- their roster is talented. Like I, I actually, that's probably more of it. Like, I just think the Bucks and the Celtics are oh, like objectively a better team than the 76ers, uh, Western conference. I'm going to go nuggets because I just like, I, I love the the kind of oh, wow. the the idea of of what they could look like with with a fully healthy squad for the first time in in about three years themselves. Um, of course, theirs hasn't been out of choice all the time. Nets, um, and then ah, second team. I'm not. I'm not, I can tell you right now. I'm not going to go Warriors just because. I don't think that they're, they're very like they're not that scary of a of a defending champion to me. Um, so let's let's go boom, boom boom Nuggets and we'll go Suns. The Suns are the Suns are gonna figure it back out and and get back there. Uh, I think this is Father Time is is gonna start catching up to Chris Paul, um, but I, but I think he's got at least one more pushing him in the playoffs. And, and I think Booker and, 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 you know, 
you, you kind of hope that the somewhat disrespect, um, uh, Mr. Uh, I'm blanking on their center's name, DeAndre Ayton. Like I, in this offseason, like, you know, he's kind of like, this is like, oh, yeah, this is my offseason where I make bank. And it's kind of one of those things where, like, nobody really wanted to pay it. Like, so you're kind of hoping maybe he's motivated to to show people they're they're wrong about him. And uh, so, yeah, I'll go Suns and Nuggets and Celtics and Bucks. Wow, it's so funny. I couldn't agree with you more on the East, and I couldn't disagree with you more in the West. I do understand that the Nuggets pick. I do get that. And the Suns, of course, could end up there. But I think I think the Warriors are they're not the scariest defending champion that that's ever been. They're not like the Warriors of the of the past. But I just think moreover than like Steph or Clay or Draymond, I, I think that they have a lot of good young talent that like is continuing to get better with Kuminga and with Poole. And and I know we don't really know what to expect from James Wiseman, but if that happens as well and uh See, so I'm think, still not sold on the young talent. I think is is my thing with them. Hmm. Because yeah, I like, I mean, I, I'm still waiting for the time where it's like, all right, young talent, you got all right, it's your team. Like they 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 they're all like, it, they're, they they get to play a you know to like that second fiddle to some incredible veterans and stuff. Where not that like Jordan Poole and them haven't played well, but like there there's something to be said when when you get to kind of like not totally have the pressure on you, if that makes sense. Uh, and that's, that's not fair. probably a total, like, fair critique of them specifically, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, no, just really interesting. I It'll be interesting to see what happens for sure with so many teams. Um, in the West, you know, it, it's really going to be – it really could be anybody. So I guess no answer is wrong because it really – it's, it's going to be like a shit show. The West at, is wild, the man. The West is going to be wild. Yeah. All right. Baseball talk. Only baseball talk of the podcast. Uh, by Yankees. They are currently 1-0 down. They're playing the Astros right now. Aaron Judge, right? You know, breaks the breaks the non-steroid home run record. Uh, you know, was the only thing that was talked about forever. Here's the thing. He is due to be paid a billion jillion dollars. Like, truthfully, like, so much money. If the Yankees don't get to the World Series, do you think they should not sign Judge for a billion jillion dollars? Because, and I'm going to bring this to context. Like, yes, he's a great player. In the playoffs, before this game, because I haven't watched this game, he's four for 26 on hits. Not home runs. Four for 26 at the plate. He is dog shit in the playoffs right now. So for me, I'm like, if I'm the Yankees and I continuously am like really good in the regular season and I go to the postseason and I never do anything forever. Like it's been like a like decade plus now, you know, at what point, you know, do you mortgage your future for another, for this big hitter when that's not what you need for your team to get better? You know what I'm saying? Do you, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. Um, I do still think you sign him. That That's like, obviously that batting average is not great. That's sort of the danger of of having a power hitter, and the reason that they're they're losing, I feel like, is less about like him not being able to hit because like that's going to happen with those guys as much as like the other hitters who should be kind of hitting the ball into into play more as opposed to you know those the more like home runs aren't aren't getting those hits uh, at least haven't been against the Astros. So 
it is like I I think it's a very good point. But I think in baseball too, where the amount of money you throw around, especially if you're the Yankees, doesn't matter as much. Where like not not signing him almost looks worse. And I and I think the value he brings is still worth it. Like I like I think I think you have to sign him. Yeah, that's where I land. I, I think you there is there's enough there is enough there where you could defend not signing him, but man, wouldn't that just be the story that is on everybody's TV station for a billion months? It's gonna come like, back to bite you, right? Like it just is. It, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean And you're gonna over, so. look, look, you're gonna overpay him. You are. But like that's kind right. of baseball. I mean, that's that's kind of baseball, right? Like they're like, hey, here's here's a mil- here's half a billion dollars for 15 years of play. Nobody has ever ha- played out one of those contracts and, and like been worth that value the entire time. At least that I can remember. Like, they, there's always a falling out part. Like, you you just do overpay, but that's what you do. That's baseball. It's, All right, it's the baseball. Premier League. Very interesting this season. Yeah, baby. That's my baseball. one team that I can actually be proud of right now. I know. What a win against Tottenham. They really, really impressed me, too. Um, we here's the good. thing. Obviously, Erling, <laughs> Erling Holland is so good right now, and Arsenal is, like, nearly perfect right now. You also have Tottenham, Chelsea, Man U, Liverpool is, is bad, but they're, you know, they could still – it's early in the season. Yeah, uh, and you Newcastle know they're, you know they're gonna, doing you really, know, really like, well. Even if Liverpool isn't like going to contend, you know they're going to turn it around enough where they're going to be fighting for champion. Like they're going to be fine, right? So my question to you, Matt, I want you to rank these following teams and how they'll end at the end of the year: Arsenal, Man City, Tottenham, Chelsea, Manchester United, Newcastle, Liverpool. So the big the big six in Newcastle, the big six in Newcastle, yeah, because Newcastle's doing phenomenal. They're they doing are. so well. Dude, I'm, I always, I, mean, I love Newcastle. Yeah, they're great. I, they have the money now, so when I first get better. when I like first was going to become a soccer fan it was after I watched Green Street Hooligans, um, and me and my buddy were like, <laughs> "Oh, we should be," which that's that's. Movies about West Ham, so I guess we should have just been West Ham fans. But for some reason, we were like, "Let's be Newcastle United fans." But it was back when you still couldn't really watch games. Like, I wonder if if games were on then, if I would have started watching Newcastle United games, if I would have been a Newcastle fan. And then by the time I saw Manchester United, you know, it was over. It could have been a different life. Uh, so I know seventh. I'm going. Like, I love Newcastle. They're going to be seventh. One is is Manchester City. Like, it just it's going to be. Um, they're incredible. Like, no the, love for Arsenal. The Erling Holland. I mean, look, I've been impressed with them, but the Erling Holland to like, you knew it was going to be successful, but it's it's already like he's going to break every single record of all time because he's yeah, it like how, how old is he? Twenty one. Twenty two. Twenty two. 22 years old. Maybe. Dude, he's 22. Yeah. He is not anywhere near his prime. Manchester City can just keep on buying wingers and midfielders, wingers and boom, boom. They're like just rotating doors of those guys. 
Pep's not that old. And by the time Pep has to retire, like, I'm, he's going to break every single goal-scoring record in the Premier League easily. I, like, I even think this, the, you know, the crazy records that, like, Ronaldo and Messi have, I think, are, are at risk with his talent and just, like, his setup now. So, City won for sure. Um, God. And this is this is the tough part, right? And Arsenal's looks probably yeah. Uh, Arsenal's looks really really strong, um, and I always want to I always want to be I always want to be optimistic with us as well, but it's tough to be too optimistic. I'll go. I. And you know, Chelsea look like dog take, shit. Like I know they're still top four, but but they've looked a lot better under Potter though. But then but, you know you always wonder that's that, true. That, but you always wonder too that there's that new like. I feel like very commonly there's that new manager sort of, oh, we play better, and then that eventually kind of goes away. Uh, I'll go um, six. I'm going to go Tottenham. I just think uh, Conte, eventually it kind of always implodes under Conte. Like it, he's His time is eventually going to be up there because that's just how Antonio Conte works and is wired. And so they're, they're going to start playing poor. They'll be sixth. Um Gosh dang! Oh yeah, I'll go. I'll go Chelsea fifth. Oh my god! Wow, dude, I'm gonna be real optimistic. Love like, it. Yeah, Chelsea fifth, Liverpool fourth, United third, Arsenal second. Oh my I'll god! Give Arsenal, I'll give Arsenal second. Oh. They've been really good. And I'm, oh, dude, I'm optimistic. Really wow, I love that. Everyone was like freaking out after Manchester City yeah, destroyed I mean- us, and I was like. What did you guys think that was going to happen? Like, yeah, okay, like, whatever. I don't care. They can just – we play them twice. Let them destroy us twice. Just if we can do well in the other 36 matches. And after the first two matches, we've been quite a 6-1-1 one and, one and and good good wins. Like, we beat Liverpool, beat Arsenal, beat Spurs. Chelsea this weekend would be a massive win. So, hey. Yeah. I mean, I think you guys just need to figure out the Ronaldo situation. That's the really only only thing that I'm Dude, worried I, about. I think we figured it out. <laughs> the, think, the answer, leave. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think like I. I think that's. I think it's over. I think it's done. I think we. Now the question. Now I mean, now the question is like, yeah, where, does, he, where does he go? So. Not not that there won't be right, options. Yeah. Not that there won't be options. As much as it's just like. Will it be a Champions League team? Will it be? I mean, is he going to just go to Dubai or China and take a bunch of money? Is he going to come to the? I feel like he's in such good shape that it, like he'll eventually play in the MLS because he just knows that like that's financially smart to give a season here. But he doesn't need to come here yet, so I, I think he'll go somewhere in Europe. But yeah, I think I mean I, I I'd be somewhat shocked if we see him play again in a man united and i and i think that's smart like i, I think, think where we're heading right now there's no reason to to do it yeah i agree you guys have what you need and it's not necessary it's just funny how that worked out for sure um yes. all right well Good matt job. you were off the hot seat hey. congratulations you did splendidly you even gave me a great break breakdown there at the end i love that i love the commitment which means we have reached our first post match Cool, Dad. Oh, I didn't even realize. Like, dang, I was looking at my notes. <laughs> Thank you. Cool, oh, but it was never there was never the post match before. 
I know. I, I, I wrote it in notes and I thought I would cue you that way, but yeah. I, I won't do that next time. No, I'll do just, it. I'll just no, give it do to it. you. Now it's I'm, okay. Now I'm ready. No, I'm, I like no. it. I like it. I just wasn't. That's on me. But yeah, you're not like it's the greatest show on TV. Yeah, I'm just not there yet. Right. But I, but I like, but like. Yeah, I feel that. It's also interesting too to like, I mean, like TV's just changed so, so much, even in that, like, I mean, I think the wire was made like 20 years ago. Like it, it's such a different world now with the streaming services and stuff. Right. No, I mean, it's, it's completely changed. You're totally right about that. So it's, it's definitely hard to gauge what you should do. Um, I also haven't watched either. I've heard the Lord of the Rings one is ass uh, from some people. So maybe I would watch the game of Thrones one, but I also think the game of Thrones ending was ass. So it's hard to say. Yeah, I've heard. Like, there, I had a couple of people tell me the Lord of the Rings ones rocked. Most people I've talked to about it said it sucked. And then I think for the most part, I've heard like decent things about the Game of Thrones one. But I also haven't heard anyone being like, "Oh yeah, it's like it's incredible." Like they found it. I will say, I mean, I used to, I used to hate Matt Smith, but you know, I'm Matt Phillips. Matt, Matthew Phillips is a good name. I'm I'm fine with that professionally. And once I finally saw him and stuff, I like. Dude, you're the man. So I do kind of want to watch him because I assume Dude, he kills it. You could keep the name. Yeah, no, like yeah, you you earned yeah. it, dog. You earned it. Like, <laughs> look, I hope I'll be an actor someday. But yeah, you're, you're better than me, man. Like that's it's pretty obvious. <laughs> listen, like, maybe you can do. Have you watched New Girl before? Oh hell yeah! Have you watched New Girl before? Okay, so you know, and you have you watched the end of new girl oh dude i've watched all of new girl like you more more than anyone should probably should okay so you know the whole like when when uh schmidt wants the name winston back yeah maybe that's what you can do you just become good friends with matt you guys are both successful actors and one day you're like actually i need that name back <laughs> and, then, you to and, be and then you're like um I'm watching The Watcher right now. I just finished it, actually, the, the season that's out uh, on Netflix. It is bizarre. It is creepy as hell. Uh, and it's based on a true story. And it's, like, it's 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 whack. And, like, I, I, I have some problems with it just because it's based on a true story. So some of the stuff is, like, imagined as maybe stuff that could have been happening and i liked that at the beginning because i'm like okay so they're not just like gonna be telling the story verbatim you know they're they're taking some liberties with it but at the same time like i felt like those things that were imagined on just kind of got left places because the and this is like a spoiler but it's it's not because it's like a real case it's like it's never been solved so, like, there's not an answer that they can end on. Damn. So, I'm like, but why? So, if you're going to take liberties and then not, like, just follow them through or at least, like, hint at, I don't know. It feels very, like, it just, and so it ended and I was like, okay, so we don't we don't know what's happened. I fine. <laughs> I guess that's fine. Yeah. Um, because that's what's really, what really happened. But, like, I'm also like, I, but I want to know. Yeah, this isn't real the- life. This is TV. That's the kind of story where, like, I mean, because if you really think about it, like, I mean, like, that's a crazy story, of course. Don't get me wrong. And maybe the fact that they never did find it is a better ending. But 
It's one of those where, like, did it need to be made into something? I also just, I, I looked it up, and Ryan Murphy just somewhat sort of annoys me. I'm just sick of Ryan Murphy having like two, like two or three seasons of really good television, and then his show's just going to shit. I don't know how he is able to do that every single thing he makes. Um, but that is, that, like, it is wild. That's kind of creeping me out. Oh, it's wild. It's, 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 and, and like the actors are Bobby Cannavale and Naomi Watts. They're both amazing. Um, and, and like, they do a really good job. And truthfully, I, I, like, I watched the end of it and I felt a little fucked up. Like, I felt like I had some trauma. <laughs> like, I was yeah. like, I don't want to be in my house right Dude, now. Like, I'm like, do like, like, playing like this oh, God. yeah, I kind of like, honestly, that's one of those shows that like, I would rather watch here in my New York apartment as opposed to like, if I'm like back home. Like I would get way oh more trippy, or like, up. like then you start looking at the window. Like I look at my windows now, and like there's just like a pigeon. So like whatever. But you look out your windows, in, yeah, in like Iowa, a cockroach somewhere. Yeah, that's the, it. Great, the rats are taking over the city. Yeah, <laughs> one day, one day, Matt. I I walked out of your apartment the other day, and it really did look like the rats are taking they, over the city. They run. They run my apartment. They run my apartment. <laughs> as soon it's like i literally it's kind of like a horror movie where like once the sun comes down it's just like you want to be inside like you don't want to <laughs> they're gonna they'll get you literally I'm, it was like there was more than one person on the sidewalk and we waited for them to pass like we were in traffic like yo, oh now the rats go yeah and now it's my turn <laughs> I do appreciate that, like, they do scatter, but it, like, every time you're just like, there's that many rat, like, are you kidding me? How is this? <laughs> it's kind of sad, too, that I'm just, like, I so know. used to it at this point. Like, I was like, yeah, like, there's a fuck ton of rats. As long as I only get pissed at them when they get up on, like, the perch and are up, up high, like, it, it just stay on the ground. Or when I open up the trash and they're like chilling yeah. up top, yo, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of that. That's a big note for me. Yeah, that's, that's a big note. For it's me. gonna be a no, dog. <laughs> Randy Jackson. All right, with that, we're gonna call it a night. Uh, it's been really great talking with my dude once again. Uh, we are happy to be back here. We'll talk all things sports every week. From now until whenever, we're going to have guests coming, uh, and we're going to be excited for that as well. But for now, you know, please, you know, go out there, stay safe. Winter's coming. You know, make sure you put that jacket on, like Matt said so eloquently at the beginning. And uh, Matt, you got anything else for the good folks? Hey, yeah, just uh, just take care of yourselves. Cheers, y'all.